Welcome to the official podcast for the TSA Officers Best Practices Facebook group. A group of officers, envoys, and core administrators striving to be the best we can as we live out our calling to ministry. We all have amazing gifts and graces. We also all have various weaknesses. This, this is the body of Christ, holding each other up. The Salvation Army is a well-connected army. That is one of our great strengths. So let us use that to our advantage as we lead better in the appointments we are given. We do that in part by sharing practical ideas and suggestions with each other. And that, that is what the Best Practices Group is all about, sharing the great ideas. Will you join me today as we highlight just a few of those? Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are we all doing today? I hope quite well. Uh, I just finished uh, pilgrimage weekend. First pilgrimage weekend, first big divisional event as a divisional staff officer. And I have to tell you that I am... Uh, moving a little slower today than I did last Thursday. <laughs> uh, it, I always knew that, you know, staff officers showed up early and set up and cleaned up and all that stuff, but uh, I had never experienced it. So that was a new experience for me. But I hope you're all doing uh, well today. Uh, this is the first episode, the first podcast for the TSA officers best practices Facebook group. And I'm pretty excited about it. It's kind of a little idea I had uh, to uh, reinvigorate, I guess, the Facebook page to add a new element to it. Uh, I'm always thinking of what we can do to make that group a better group. Uh, and of course, any ideas from you folks would be welcome. But I am uh, really excited about this podcast and I hope Maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks, I'll be able to record and publish a new podcast for the Best Practices Facebook group, uh, because there's so many great ideas on that group. I mean, honestly, uh, you, you guys just, I, I don't know that all of us understand the incredible impact that that group has on everybody. Uh, you probably know the impact it has on you individually, but if you can kind of see the 30,000 foot view of the impact that has on all of the officers that are part of that group, it's amazing. Uh, I just had a conversation this week with uh, one of my fellow staff officers who said to me, don't ever take that group down. It's such an incredible, powerful uh, resource for officers. And, uh, of course, I never do plan on taking it down. It's a great, great group. We have 2,664 members right now. We had 13 new ones last week. That's awesome. I love to see new officers and uh, envoys and core administrators coming onto the page, new people adding new ideas and getting some benefit from the ideas that are already on there. So this week for this first episode. Uh, it's August 26th, uh, where I am, just before lunch, incidentally, so I'm, I'm hungry. And for those of you who know me, you know that that can be rather distracting 
thing for me. So uh, anyway, hopefully we can get through this uh, pretty well. For this first episode, I wanted to talk about two important things in core life and in Salvation Army life that are coming up, uh, certainly here in America. And again, I want to apologize to those officers who are not in America. I'm I'm coming at this from an American perspective, uh, Salvation Army officership, because that's all I know. Uh, I've been to Kenya. I've been to I've met with other officers from other uh, territories and countries and places around the world. But the only thing that I really know intimately is officership in America. And to be quite honest, I don't even know that very well. So uh, if I'm talking about something that and you feel sort of left out, uh, please don't don't feel left out. I hope that everything that we talk about and everything that was is posted on the Facebook group is something that we can all benefit from, even if it doesn't affect us directly. We can learn uh, new leadership skills, new styles, new ways of thinking about things, new perspectives. And uh, so that's the hope. So this week, I want to talk about two things that are affecting uh, core work and Salvation Army work uh, in the upcoming months. One is fall programming. And that really isn't just youth, by the way. I think uh, there's a variety of ways that fall programming can happen. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. And we also are going to talk about um, in America, what is the dreaded C word or maybe the dreaded K word? I'm not sure which you use, but Christmas or kettles. Uh, Christmas is the overarching theme and kettles is uh, kind of the big, big uh, elephant in the room, if you will. So let's start with fall programming. Fall programming is an important part of core ministry. Um, and it is an important part of mission integration back into the core. It's a way that we can connect to our community uh, and connect our community back into the ministry of the core. So uh, fall programming can happen in a number of different ways, really. It can be the traditional character building program of rangers and explorers and girl guards and sunbeams. But maybe that doesn't work for your community. I just got an email from an officer in this division that said, hey, we, we've stopped doing character building because it was actually driving kids away. And that's not something that we want to do. So uh, they're doing something different. In our first appointment, we did the same thing. We recognized that the traditional character building programs were not successful in our core. And so we did something different. And we did Club 316, which my wife is well-versed in. I'm not as well-versed in, uh, but that is, again, a, a way that you can uh, minister to kids, and it makes the children's programming um, more of a group-based programming where you can have fewer leaders and still satisfy things like safe from harm and building safety and corralling kids and all of those things. The traditional character building programs require a certain number of kids, and they also then require a certain number of leaders to be able to have a satisfactory number of leaders in each group. So if you do something like Club 316 or something uh, a little more creative, that's a good way to do some fall programming uh, 
without having to overextend your resources when it comes to money, when it comes to building space, and when it comes to human resources, your leaders. In the church that I grew up in, programming uh, was year-round. I grew up in a Nazarene church. I was not a Salvationist youngster. And the programming never stopped. So that was a different thing for me in joining the Salvation Army, that at certain points of the year, certain programming stops. But I say all that simply to say that it was a multi-generational program as well. And we've tried to incorporate that concept into Salvation Army programming in the core that we've been in. And that is to say that on a singular night, and there are a few core I know of that do this now, on a singular night, there is both adult and children's programming. Now, the downside to this is that you have to you have to have enough adults to have leaders for the kids, but still have enough adults to have an adult program. But the upside to this is that you have multi-generational programming, multi-generational ministry happening on the same night. So particularly in this day and age of busyness, adults and families don't have to be out multiple nights and officers don't have to be out multiple nights. It can all be done in one single night. Uh, so that's something to consider as you move forward uh, with uh, your fall programming. Um, a couple of things I found on the best practices page. I'm going to tell you who uploaded it and on one and on what date. Because if you go to the best practices Facebook page, and on the left hand side there's all the tabs about discussion, mentorship, announcements, members, so on and so forth. If you click on members, it will take you, of course, to a whole list of the members. And on the top of that, it says find a member. And if you type in someone's name, for instance, I'll type in my name right now, Matt, Matthew McClure. If I click on my name, it doesn't take me to my Facebook profile. It takes me to uh, a, a new dialog box, and it tells me all of my recent activity, all of my group posts, uh, and those types of things. So if you're looking for a file, I'm going to tell you who uploaded it and on what date so that you don't have to look through the file section to find the file. You can go to that person's uh, profile. You can type their name into the group and uh, hopefully find the file a lot faster. I hope all that made sense. I don't know if it did or not. So I'm going to uh, just go over a few quick things that I found about fall programming. There is a stats worksheet that was uploaded by Melinda Tripp on July 16th. Uh, and that worksheet is, uh, is, of course, just stats. And that may be helpful as you're beginning. Uh, maybe you're no longer just going to do Sundays. You're going to have maybe two or three nights during the week where you're doing programming. A new stats worksheet uh, might be something that you're looking for. So look for that. There was also a safety plan uh, uploaded by um, Wendy Falco Kuntz. I hope I said that right. The last name is spelled K-O-U-N-T-Z. 
on July 10th. And again, as you're going to have possibly mixed populations, the doors are going to be open later, you're going to have kids in the building, you probably want to come up with a safety plan for your building. And of course, uh, new threats and new worries come. You know, it used to be we could leave the doors open and people come and go and it wasn't a big deal. But you want to be vigilant about that these days, about who's in your building and what are you going to do if something happens uh, that's an emergency? How are you going to move people through the building, out of the building, into the building? What are you going to do if something uh, really awful were to happen and you needed to react to that? What's your plan? And all of your leaders need to know that plan as well. What, what are we going to do? What's the plan? There's an active shooter, if there's a tornado, if there's an earthquake, if there's an explosion, if there's if there's a person, uh, maybe there's maybe you have a child in your program that is in some sort of a protective situation, custody, and the parent or or relative comes who isn't supposed to be with that child. How are you going to react to that? So a safety plan is important. The other uh, one that I found, and there's a lot of these files, by the way, you, you should go through the file, uh, the files of this group and find things that you need. Don't neglect that part of the group. But uh, one more that I found, there is an Adventure Corps flyer that was updated or uploaded by Brittany Baker on March 20th of 2018. And of course, she's uploaded a lot of things, so you might have to go quite a ways to find that. Uh, with her, but uh, look, look that up. That's a flyer that you can edit and you can change it to your core, and it's a good uh, template to go off of for your uh, for your programming. Okay, so the next thing that we want to talk about is Christmas. I know that in my previous division, they started talking about Christmas at the Spring Officers Council, um, and. That was good. They wanted us to do certain things every month, and that was good. Uh, but certainly now that it's August, you want to be thinking about Christmas and talking to your store managers and kettle volunteers and all those things. In the Central Territory, they have rolled out that all core, I believe, are mandated, uh, certainly encouraged, but I believe mandated to use register to ring as a volunteer program, as well as a way to enter our monies into um, the Kettle software, the finance, the accounting software. That's the word I was looking for. So uh, you want to start setting all of that up, getting your volunteers in there, volunteer groups, getting out and uh, making sure that those people want to be a part of that. Um, and that, that was always something I never really enjoyed necessarily, but it's important to uh, to get people involved uh, to make sure that all of your kettle sites are manned. So a few files for kettles for Christmas. Uh, 2018 kettle brochure uploaded by Ted Tressler on May 7th. Uh, that's something that you want to look at. Uh, again, a brochure that you can hand out to people and tell them all about uh, those things. Also a Christmas debrief. This was also uploaded by Brittany Baker on December 26, 2018. Now, this is her uh, Christmas debrief for her community, but it's a good format 
that you can follow. Probably some good information in there for you as well, but a good format to follow. You can maybe do a debrief before you begin to uh, do your kettles and then um, do one after you're done with kettles. Uh, and the last file for the Christmas section is Kettle Brochure by Aaron uh, Abram, uploaded on August 24th, 2018. And this is a beautiful uh, brochure he's done with incredible graphics. Uh, and it's all about kettles and uh, Christmas in the uh, in his appointment. Uh, in fact, it's almost I'm looking at it right now. And it has some stats about Christmas, but other than that, it's almost exclusive to the Red Kettle campaign. So uh, anyway, that's a really great brochure that you can download, edit, and uh, make some changes on for your community. And uh, almost ready-made, really. I love that stuff. This is one of the things I love about this group, all the stuff that is ready-made. Um, it would take me two days probably to make a flyer or a brochure like this. And here it is already done. I just have to delete a few words, uh, redo some of the some of the script on it, and it's done. It's perfect. So thank you guys for uploading uh, these files. Thank you uh, to everyone who uploads files and uh, make sure that the group continues to be a great group. Uh, one last thing I want to mention about the Best Practices uh, Facebook page. I just today uploaded or posted a vote about, um, let's see what it was here. Let me get back to my, my own post. How has the mentorship function of this group helped you? And then I added a few uh, options for people to uh, vote on. And the, the number one vote so far with 24 people is I didn't know there was a mentorship in this group. So I want to highlight that today. There is a mentorship function in the best practices group. Uh, what you do is on the left hand side with all those tabs I just talked about, about discussion, mentorship, announcements, members, so on and so forth. Click on mentorship and you can choose to be a mentor. Um, you can uh, upload or I guess you sort of create a um, uh, what do you call it? You sort of create a, um, a presence. I don't know. I don't know how you say it, but uh, you can become a mentor and offer. You can say what you, you can mentor people with. Uh, so, for instance, just as an example, here's uh, Colleen Michaud, who uh, is uh, offering to be a mentor. And she has said that she can mentor people in marriage and relationships and spirituality. So those are two things. and then. There are people who are wanting to be mentored. Um, uh, people who have said, I would like to be mentored by someone. And so whichever category you fall into, you can click on those people and uh, either find someone to mentor you or you can find someone who you can mentor. So go to that page, check it out. It's a great way, one more great way for us to be more intentionally connected and uh share and empower and build each other up in the body of Christ as leaders in the Salvation Army. Thank you all so much and may God bless you.
Thank you for joining me today on the official podcast for the TSA Officers Best Practices Facebook group. May God continue to richly bless you as you minister in His name. And remember, we're all in this together.